Hello and welcome back to the Spomcast for our second episode. Yeah, that's right, Woody. It's been a pretty big week in sports and we'll be speaking about the USA versus Boomers basketball debacle over the seeding, Ross Lyon and his sacking, along with Stokes' outrageously good test innings. Let's get into it. We'll start off, as always, with our weekly wrap-up. But before then, if you want to follow our socials, you can follow our Instagram account at the Spomcast. And you can also become a Patreon follower on the Patreon website and, search, and searching up the Spomcast. Now, we have to say a massive thank you to all our listeners because we've had over 500 listens on our trailer, which is massive across all our platforms. And then we've also had over 300 listens on our pilot episode. So just keep them ticking over and uh, look out for the next episode thank next you. week. Now on to our weekly wrap-up. We'll start off with the cricket, the Ashes. So last time we left you, it was the end. we were getting to the end of the second test and like we thought, there'd be no result. But England gave us a good run for our money in that last day and what was it? They only needed, was it four, six wickets or something? Yeah. They yeah. put on a good show, but uh, luckily we were able to hold off and uh, not lose that test match. But then if we go into a couple of, uh, about four days later, uh, we kicked off another, the third test match, which we, we, we were going pretty well to start off with. Uh, we got 179 runs, which wasn't was a great start, but we still got the runs on the board. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't the best of starts, um, but we were happy to just... Um, let the shackles go, and um, then we had a bowl, and uh, so we're hoping to get them out for a pretty low total. And uh, fair to say, we did. Yeah, we got them out for a 67, I think. Um, yeah, just Hazelwood ripped through them. Um, Nathan Lyon bowled pretty well. Um, Definitely holding a spot in the team. Yeah, Hazelwood. Yeah, Hazelwood coming in, showing the selectors what he's worth, and um, obviously did really, really well in that test, and um, really. Brought us back into the test because it's been a really competitive test for the three test matches it has been. So I reckon it'll be um, a big uh, summer. Uh, and uh, and then 67 runs for a team that is representing their country. They had their highest scorer as make 12 runs, which is pretty yeah. poor. Yeah, that's but poor. Uh, then we came back in, made uh, we made a good amount of runs. I was hoping. Uh, Minus would get his yeah, 100, 100, but uh, yeah, he was trying to speed up the runs because he saw other people were uh, going to fall before him and he got run out on 80. But yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I don't think Minus has been legitimately out of a good ball that's been in. He's been run out, I think, once, and he's also got an LB from Stokes that was a full toss that hit his thigh pad. So, And he also, in the... Um, concussion um, new rule he came in for Steve Smith um, he smoked a sweep shot and then it hit um, the back pad's, le- back pad's leg and uh, popped up straight to root which uh, was a bit of a controversial catch because some people thought it hit the ground but um, yeah he hasn't he's batted really well he's come in for Steve Smith he's done um, really well considering um, a big loss in Steve Smith. Um, we got a good replacement, it looks like. So. Yeah, well, it seems like he'll hold his spot. So, yeah. Woody, who do you reckon will uh, go out then if well, Smith's going to come back in? And Kawaj has been in touchy form at the moment. So, you would assume Labashane would keep his spot with um, a 59, yeah. a 74 and an 80, which is um, it's actually 
really good considering he's um, been a replacement. They probably can't drop uh, Harris after one game. But yeah, no, that would Warner, be a bit stiff. Warner hasn't been in great form. No, he's not that great with the uh, Duke over there, I reckon. But uh, and then and then. We got bowled out for was it almost three hundred, which we thought was that, pretty good. Yeah, they were going to need quite a yeah, lot, three hundred and sixty, I think, to uh, win, and they had a couple of days to do it. And uh, we got two early wickets mm-hmm. uh, for fifteen runs or something, and then Denley and Root were on a good partnership. Yeah, Root seventy five, and then um, we did get Denley out. Yeah, on fifty. So we finished the uh, third day. Three far, I think it was yeah. they were, and yeah. we thought, well, they still needed almost three hundred runs, yeah. two fifty, two sixty or something. But uh, you guessed it, Ben Stokes. Yeah, comes they were in. always gonna have a chance as long as he was in there. Yeah. Like he was not playing his normal game plan. Yeah, two off sixty or something at the end of yeah. the fourth day. He was going really slow, but then all of a sudden. Um, started bombing him over the fence um, for the English players, and um, he was just going ham because he knew that um, he needed the runs, and just started bombing him, and um, really single-handedly carried England, I guess, on um, yeah. the last few days. So it's yeah, been uh, put down amazing. as one of the uh, best Test innings of all. He was played it so smartly. Yeah. Like, and when he started to go, he'd been in for so long. When he started to go, he was. Just anywhere he hit it was in the gap. Like, yeah. you've seen it like a watermelon. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. What? Yeah, as as um you said, Hammer, one of the best innings um in a test match I've ever seen, personally. I'm not sure about you, but definitely an incredible innings. And got his team over the line there. He'll be really happy with himself. And um, England will be pretty happy. And um, New Zealand will be... Uh, he chatted that they didn't um get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, but... Yeah, so they did. They needed when we got our ninth. When we when they were nine far, we needed seventy three more runs. And Leach came in. He did come in as a night watchman against another team in another game, and he made ninety two. So I don't know why he's batting that far down, but um, he made one of those seventy three runs. So Stokes really did. Yeah, uh, carried them. Yeah, but now uh, we'll go into the next topic: USA versus. The boomers in the basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was um. Well, in the first one, we got beaten by sixteen points, I think, and um, a great um follow-up performance um from the Aussies um. So yeah, it was great. We beat the boomers. I mean, we beat USA by four points, I think. So that was a great effort from um the boys. Paddy Mills played really well, and um, yeah, great overall team performance from the Aussies against the boomers. Yeah. Against uh, and the other thing with that is uh, the seating like I mean I was there on the first Mm. night and I had some pretty good seats but uh, luckily I wasn't on the ground these people uh, even celebrities who get on the ground and supposedly the best tickets could hardly seat yeah that was crazy I don't know what the um what the situation was there I don't know um why they didn't you know, test it out beforehand to see what the viewing areas were like. But that's yeah. just... Like they started to refund people straight away, so yeah. they knew they'd made a mistake. But it, the, uh, Marvel did look very different in there. They had it all, uh, all the seats <coughs> the seats taken out and everything. So uh, that that was uh, 
quite interesting. But to get four-point win, that was the first time in about 66 games, I think, that USA have lost yeah. to a team. So, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, and without Simmons as well. But mm. to be fair to USA, they did yeah. not... Yeah, we all know <laughs> that they didn't quite have their best uh, team in the USA. Like we said in the pilot episode. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, now we might go into AFL and... Uh, Ross Lyon and his sacking this week. Yeah, I was quite surprised about this one. I mean, they just lost to the um, Bombers, but uh, I think the round before they just beat Geelong, so it's um, pretty surprising for me. I thought he would have stayed on for a bit longer, and um, he's led them to um, a grand final spot. Um, they obviously came runners-up, but... Um, no, he's done a lot of good things for the club, and um, yeah, I think he's actually a good coach. But yeah, I was really surprised that um, they uh, didn't uh, let him go for the next year. It was really surprising to me. What about you? Heather? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a bit odd near the end of the year, uh, like one round to go, to have him uh, give him the flick. Really, so that was that was quite interesting, but. Uh, Alan Richardson, who also got sacked quite recently, got offered a has been given the job at Melbourne as a head of co- coaching or something. It's a mm. uh, new role there, so he'll be hanging around in the football industry. Yeah, no, that's good to hear because um, he's quite a um, acknowledged coach. Like people know him, and he's um, he's quite well known around the um, football community. So it's good to see him getting himself involved um, in footy in any way he can, um, going to Melbourne, who probably need a bit of help uh, at the moment because they're currently second last on the ladder. So quite uh, quite disappointing their season, Melbourne. So hopefully Alan they've, Richardson can go there. They've sort of uh, escaped a bit of, you know, I think all the other teams haven't performed how they should have. Yeah. I've really been told so, but... Uh, yeah, Melbourne haven't copped an, uh, a lot of criticism compared to some other teams. Um, Woosher was getting a lot of uh, talk yeah. thrown his way at the start of the year. Yeah, Warsfold was very under the pump at the start of the year and um, was um, they were looking to sack him. Um, I think that that's what the talks were. And um, But the five-game turnaround where they got five yeah, that was in a row. But uh, if we just look at the fixture from last week in the AFL, we had uh, Collingwood take down our team Essendon by yeah. 11 points, which... It was yeah. We could take Essendon could take a lot away from that game going into finals. I guess um, obviously we're resting um, the package. Jake Stringer, um, Heppel, Fantasia, um, Zaharakis was injured, so we definitely didn't have our A team. But to be fair, Collingwood didn't have um, Dugowie, Stevenson, etc. So it was a tightly contested battle. They just ran away with it at the end, but it was really really tight in there. So we move on to St Kilda. Um, uh, taking on Sydney in Sydney, and um, Sydney easily get that done. 109 shockies there. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Franklin's 300th. Um, Jared McVeigh's last game as a Swan. And Kieran Jack as well. Yeah. Which uh, Sydney do that do those games pretty well, seeing as uh, Jared McVeigh hadn't kicked a goal all season, and Tom Papley got a, a mark that he could have gone back and swallowed, but I uh, kicked it through. But he gave it off to. Yeah, to McVeigh, yeah. who kicked his first goal for the season on the last game, which yeah. is yes. quite good, and yeah, so did Kieran Jack. Yeah. So they both kicked a goal, which was good. And they got a good good uh, send-off for the club. Yeah. 
And then uh, we go over to <coughs> North Melbourne versus Melbourne in quite a tight game. Five yeah. points with Neil Bullen almost being able to steal the game yeah. at the very end there. Yeah. That was, uh, well, neither team played amazingly. But Yeah, I was a bit surprised that North Melbourne didn't beat them by a little bit more because Melbourne, obviously, as we uh, mentioned before, 17th on the ladder, um, have had a pretty disappointing season um, this season. Um, and North Melbourne only just beat them, so it wasn't super convincing, but that's how it goes. Anyway, so we had Geelong taking on Carlton, and Geelong easily beat Carlton 129-61. to 61. Quite an easy game for Geelong, bit of a cruise past Carlton, um, setting up their finals, so um, good win there from Geelong. Um, then we go to Gold Coast versus GWS, with um, uh, obviously um, GWS smashing Gold Coast quite convincingly. And yeah. um, Jeremy Cameron still in the Coleman. Yeah, he needed, uh, what was it? I think he needed seven, seven goals, goals and he kicked nine. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was good to watch. He was pretty happy with himself. And then if we go to West Coast, Hawthorne. Hawthorne did get the chocolates there, but uh, yeah. in the next game, Bulldogs versus Adelaide. Adelaide uh, did, did Hawks no favours and mm-hmm. uh, Bulldogs cruised past them. So, Hawks... Hopes for the finals were gone, yeah. and Bulldogs snuck into the eight. And then we had uh, Richmond, Richmond versus Brisbane, which was actually—I yeah, don't think the scoreboard showed it—but it was a really, really competitive game with yeah, a hard-fought game. Yeah, yeah. Richmond um, winning eighty-two to fifty-five against Brisbane. It was a really competitive game, um, just really highly skilled. Both teams were on fire, and um, Richmond got the chockies. And then the last game, Port Adelaide knocking off Freo quite convincingly, one hundred and ten to sixty-seven. That ends out your AFL round. Thanks for listening. Now, also in the uh, footy world, Woody, what's your opinion on the week off that the finalists have to prepare for the finals? Well, yeah, it gives um, it gives teams and the players the opportunity to kind of have a rest week, I guess, so that um, teams and players can be at the best ability. But for footy fans, it's not ideal because they um, there's no footy in that week, so. Yeah, it's it it's good and bad. Um, some people like it, some people don't. Um, personally, I think it's um as a fan, I don't really like it a lot because obviously we miss a week of footy and obviously finals is a really high caliber um game, so they should um they're the highest level, so they should be ready to um go the next week. Um, should probably be treated like any other. Yeah, exactly. Week. Yeah, that's like yep. I think everything went all right when uh, they actually they had the same thing like they didn't change it. So there, there's not really that much need to change it, but to uh, change it means that these teams better come back stronger. Yeah, they better be come come firing and ready to go against um their opposition. So yeah, it's um it's a bit of a catch twenty two because. Um, some people obviously think it's good for resting their players and the teams probably like it because they get a, a week off and a rest and the players get a rest. But as um, fans, um, they don't enjoy it as much because um, obviously they don't get a week of footy. So, yeah. And uh, now we can uh, go into the Coniglio trade that is uh, not worked out for Carlton fans. Yeah, that's it. Um Carlton, the baggers, they were looking to um, secure a uh, huge trade and offer for um, Stephen Canilio from GWS, but he signed a huge seven-year deal with staying at the Giants. And, um, yeah, that that's um, crucial. Seven years, that's a long time. So 
that's um really put um Carlton on notice and um they're obviously not very happy so they're gonna have to look for other people in the trade period that's worth it. Um yeah, I'm just astonished that he signed a seven year deal. That's just incredible. I see a lot of potential in him, like he's just done his uh ACL and he's gonna be coming back from a big injury. Uh hopefully he can get back up to the same calibre of, of what he was this year. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh Hopefully that seven-year deal pays out because they're paying him big money. So, yeah. so continuing with the uh, AFL theme here, we've got um a few retired players, and we'll just um give a brief um description of their career and um what they've done and what they've achieved. So um yeah, congratulations to all these players. Um, whether it's been uh not many amount of games like 50 games or whether it's been 250. However the amount, congratulations on a great career. So first up, we'll have Mark Bagley from Essendon. Um, He's been a bit injury prone. Yeah, injury prone. But uh, he's played well and he's been in the team and got moved uh, to the forward just last year. So he's been playing different roles. Yeah, he's been a pressure forward for a little bit now and he's been really crucial um, in the time when we had our um, drug saga. And uh, I think he's played 176 games, I think. Um, yeah, he was a Frankston plumber. Um, he's come all the way to the AFL, so well done on your career, Mark Bagley. Um, everyone was um, really intrigued to see um, what you've done in your career, and uh, congratulations on that. And then we've got the next one, Premiership player Tyson Goldsack, who just announced his retirement the other day. So Yeah, Goldie's been a um, good defender for the Pies. Um, yeah, I think he played the grand final last year and he um, yeah, he was crucial to their uh, 2018 campaign. And as Sam said before, um, similar to Bagley, um, he's been quite injury prone um, with ACL um, injuries and uh, the rest of the lot. But yeah, it was really sad to see him go, but uh, things have to move on. And um, yeah, he was, yeah, he was a great player and um, Sad to see him move on, but well done, Goldie, on a great career. Then we've got two uh, people from Frio who went off together in style in Sanderlands and Ballantyne. Yeah, Big Sandy, huge ruckman's been crucial um, for Frio in the last uh, decade or so. So I think they'll be able to cope, though, because they've still got Darcy and Lobb, although yeah. he's injured, but, um, yeah. Yeah, and no, Ballantyne. and Ballantyne, the small forward... He used to, uh, I guess, um, really get under people's skin and um, cause a bit of chaos. Yeah, yeah. caused a bit of chaos in the game and got his team over the line a few times. Reliable set shot. Yeah, he had a great career. And um, on behalf of the Spomcast, we congratulate both those players. Yeah. So. And uh, two from Adelaide in uh, Richard Douglas and Andy Otten, who just announced their retirement the other day as well. Yep. So they've been pretty long-standing members of the club. Yeah, so. yeah, no, they've had some good longevity. Um, yeah, they've shown uh, a lot of loyalty to the club. Um, Richard Douglas, a veteran of the game. Andy Odden, um, similar to that. So, um, yeah, they're both crucial players for Adelaide. Um, and, yeah, congratulations on both of your careers because um, they're really good and important to the Adelaide Football Club. So, well done. And uh, the next... Two were uh, Kieran Jack and Jared McVeigh, who went off in style on the weekend, yep. both kicking a goal. And uh, like we said, uh, McVeigh hadn't kicked one for the season, so for him to kick one on his last game was quite special. And uh, Sydney yeah. 
gave them both. Yeah, and Kim Jack also has been a uh, superstar player for the last decade. Um, I think he's been captain um, as well for Sydney Football Club. Yeah, so, captain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's done really well. He's um, done a lot for the Sydney Football Club. Um, and same could be said about Jared McVeigh. He's done incredibly well. Um, uh, the next one is uh, from Melbourne for for all those Melbourne supporters. Jordan Lewis, who uh, played his last game on the weekend, yeah. seeing as they won't make finals. Uh, he well play, playing for Hawthorne and then, and then going moving to, Melbourne. to Melbourne in a leadership role. Yeah, no, it was premiership good to as well. Yeah. Like, I think uh, I think right now. Buddy is the only one from that draft. Can't remember what year it is. It's still uh, still playing. Still playing. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of them that aren't. Who was it? Uh, oh, well, Ruffy as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Ruffy and Jordan Lewis. They're all going off. Yeah. Along yeah. with uh, Dale, Daisy Thomas. Yeah, Daisy. He's uh done a lot in the sport of uh, AFL. He's uh been a premiership player for Collingwood. Um, he's converted over to Carlton and played some incredible footy. Um, I don't know why Carlton didn't offer him a new contract. That was a bit outrageous because I thought he um, he really did a lot for the football club um, in terms of performances. Um, and it was just a good energy around the club, in my opinion. So yeah, you can still yeah. see it in today. Like you know, um, he just seems like a Pretty nice person. He gave away his jumper on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, that was yeah, that was heartwarming, I guess, um, to see that he's still a great bloke, and um, yeah, we should all acknowledge him for that. So congratulations, uh, Daisy Thomas. And then uh, the next one's from GWS, Brett Deledio, who's had quite a long career. Yeah, going, yeah. Um, he's played pretty well in his yeah. career. Also played for Richmond, I think, as well. So yeah, yeah, well. no, he's done. Yeah, he's done really well. I think he went top ten in that draft. So oh no, he went. Um, pick one actually yeah, in his draft. high up there. Yeah, so um, no, he's done really well. Um, for both JWS and Richmond, he um has done a lot for both of those football clubs. Um, and yeah, they that yeah they're really grateful, obviously. And um, yeah, he's done a lot. And moving on to the next one, in uh, Scott Thompson from North mm. Melbourne. Scott Thompson, yeah, he's been a really key defender for uh North Melbourne. Um, skillful player, lockdown player. Locks down the big forwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. They send him off in style on the weekend with the five-point victory. So yep. uh, he has something happy to think about on his way out of AFL. And uh, as we didn't mention Nick Smith from uh, yeah. Sydney, but yep. he's been a long-standing uh, member of the club at Sydney. And yep. uh, he didn't actually get to play a game this year due yep. to injury. But yeah. But, uh, no, we sent well him off, yeah, because he was a great player and um, <clears throat> did a lot for the um, football club, so congrats. But uh, there's that's a lot of people that have retired this year, and I can't remember that many being over the past few years. So, Woody, what yeah. do you reckon with everyone retiring this year or choosing to? Well, I think in this modern game, um, there's a lot more running involved, I guess, in um, the modern day play, so... It's more strenuous on the body, and um, I think some of these old older players um, can't keep up with the um, miles and um, kilometers that the modern day players um, require to run in each game. And um, give the fresh kids yeah, some. give the fresh kids that got some new legs and um, 
give them a go because they can run up and down all day. So, no, it's good good to see um, all these um, uh, players getting a, a go in the footy club. Um, for example, David Myers um, gave up his spot. Um, and obviously he's retiring at the end of the year, but uh, he gave up his spot, so he went down to the VFL to give some new kids a go. Um, I'm uh, sure someone like him will still be sticking around the club, but... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're just good to give some other people a chance at uh, playing AFL footy. Yeah, no, it's a lot of people's dream, and it's good to see that uh, people like David Myers giving the young kids a go to, uh, you know... Um, have their dream come true. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it's great to see uh, things like that. Um, thanks for listening to this uh, segment of the retired players and congratulations to all the players. However many games you played, we congratulate you. So thank you. That's the end of part one of the Swamcast episode two. If you want to hear us talk about soccer, the comedy, F1, everything else, make sure to click on the second episode. We'll be doing part two.